online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. The Transportation Department of Sheridan County School District 2 is currently seeking motivated, knowledgeable professionals to join their team in three separate positions, part-time bus drivers, a full-time lead mechanic, and an assistant transportation director. These jobs are well-paid and extremely important to the safe transportation of students throughout the district. For more information, visit them online at scsd2.com. That's scsd, the number 2.com. Hi, I'm Aaron, and I'm your, um... Date for the evening? Yep, got it. Nice tie. Thanks. Remind me again what this place is called. It's kind of very, well, black. Oh, boy. It's the Mars Theater. We're in the Black Box Mars Theater at the Y.O., and we're on a first date. Right. That's right. This is the Y.O.C.T.G. co-production, the hilarious musical First Date, which apparently you and I have to relive seven times, April 8th through 10th. And 14th through 17th. Yep, should be a gas. She's got the car. guess we'll see where this goes at the Wyo Theater, April 8th through 17th. I'm excited. Of course you are. Get your tickets at wyotheater.com. And don't bring your kids. First dates are always rated R. And maybe she's a stuffy and conservative, way uptight girl. They say a good restaurant is like a vacation. It transports you and it becomes a lot more than just about the food. Frackleton's is like that. It's not just a cafe. It's an event with food. Food like our grilled flat iron steak. Grilled to your specifications and served over Tex-Mex risotto, topped with cilantro, house-made crema, and salsa matcha. Frackleton's Flatiron Steak. Good food is good mood. Frackleton's, Main Street, downtown Sheridan. There's an old saying that new isn't always better. Hi, this is Brad at Prime Rate Motors, and every day you see new this and new that. Here at Prime Rate Motors, we think that the familiar faces you have seen for as many as 40 years is better. Kenny, Jim, Joel, and Brad have been here for you for decades. We know our customers, and we know this market. We are constantly looking for quality pre-owned vehicles that we know you need. We know how to make a good deal here at Prime Rate Motors Super Trailer Store at 2305 Coffin Avenue here in Sheridan. Like most families, the Alpha Graphics family continues to grow and evolve to better serve their friends and customers throughout Northeast Wyoming. As part of that growth, Alpha Graphics owners Matt and Nadine Gale have acquired longtime printer Sheridan Printing. If you're looking for large or small format printing, graphic design, or marketing services, look no further than Alpha Graphics, 2266 North Main Street in Sheridan, or online at alphagraphicsheridan.com. Hey, everyone, have you heard the big news? Sears Hometown Store is now under new local ownership. Same great products, same excellent customer service, same name, just new ownership. Plus, with a new distribution center, you can now order products and not wait a year. They will arrive in just a few weeks. So come check out the new owner sale today and upgrade your appliances. There'll also be a food truck so you don't have to shop on an empty stomach. The new owner sale is going on right now at Sears Hometown Store on Caffeine. You won't want to miss this. Imagine what you could be seeing through the unobstructed views of your new Sierra Pacific windows from Wyoming Building Supply. Wyoming Building Supply offers a world of possibilities to transform your living or workspace into something bright and new. We are a retail store open to everyone. Stop by our showroom today and see all the Sierra Pacific window options for yourself. Wyoming Building Supply, 
your window sales and service experts at 43 East 5th Street in Sheridan, right next to the Valley Motor. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your hosts on the Jackson Electric Open Lines, Steve Sisson and Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I am Floyd Whiting. I'm here with my friends Aaron Palmer and Stephen Schreffler. We are your open line guys today. Give us a ring, 674-4443 or 672-5763. Aaron, how you doing this morning, brother? Doing well, man. You uh, know, you keep asking me to come over, so here I am. <laughs> I, I like having you on here. You're great on this show. Well, Steve uh, deserves some time off. He does. You know, with all the stuff that he does around here, it's just crazy nutty what he does. You know, the the more I learn about uh, not just what he does on a daily basis here, but what he's done. Yeah. You know, wow, he's he's helped build this house. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. he really has. He, when I first started working here, you know, a million years ago, whenever it was, they had to completely, you know, figure out how to make this work where I was going to work in Buffalo and, and get information up here. Steve and Grant, who worked here at the time, figured that out. And boom, here it is 12 years later. And sure, they've made some tweaks here and there, but they were the ones that figured out how to do that. So, And that was back before remoting. Yeah, it was uh, even was a thing. To do, this was yeah. back, you know, 2010, 29, yeah. or 2009, 2010, somewhere around in there. Yeah, so it's been quite a while. How's Buffalo holding up? Doing well. Doing well, as far as I can tell. There's not any craziness going on. I did talk to the mayor this week about certain things, and he gave me a little bit of information, which I can't talk about yet. But, <laughs> you know, there's some there's some cool things coming up. It looks like the summer is going to be... about to drop. <laughs> well, I don't mean that in a bad way, but it no, yeah. some good things. And um, uh, summer's looking good. You know, we got Longmire days and all the you know, functions that are going on, just uh, like Sheridan. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like it's going to be, you know, a good summer for for the first time in three years. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I, I I will admit I miss uh, I miss having Longmire days yeah. uh, the old way. Yeah. You know, uh, I loved watching that town fill up once a year, and a lot of those people that show up, such good people, oh, and, yeah. and you know, reoccurring. This is like their vacation. Yeah. They're going to Buffalo for yeah. Longmire Days. And that's I had what they family did. members that showed up for this thing, and I didn't even know they watched this, and they showed up and like, hey, can we park our camper out? So, yeah, do your thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever. And so, you know, I told them, I said, well, I, I got to cover it, so I'm not going to be able to go do the events with you, but have at it. Yeah, you know? go for it. And, and, and my right, first these wife. will just do that. It's nuts. She was the same way. You know, I told her uh, when I first moved up here, I said, yeah, they have a Longmire Days. And boy... She was ready to go. I didn't. I didn't even know she was a fan, and she had watched that show inside now. And she was like, "I am on my way." And she came up, and she comes up every year, take part in that. She loves See, it. I love you know covering those during the years. And the one thing that I regret, just because I kept thinking, "Oh, this is going to be an annual occurrence," you know, which it, it was yeah. for a lot of years. But like the first year, second year, must have been second or third year. That they had the where the actors showed up and it was like uh, Trisha Helfer and who wasn't a part of it but she was friends with 
Katie Sackhoff. So they had the big bike rally and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, all of us in this age group, you know, would look at those girls on TV and go, wow. Yeah. You know, so it was nice to see them at a distance, but I didn't really get a chance to meet them per se or get a picture or any of that because they didn't want to act like a, you know, dude. <laughs> like, a, like a fan. Right. Yeah, like, like a fan girl. Fan boy. <laughs> yeah. But, but I always wanted to meet the both of them, and they ended up only coming one year where both of them were there. Yeah. And and then, the, you know, for whatever reason, they just couldn't come back. And every year I kept going, oh, no, they're not coming back. So I don't know that I'll ever get to meet them, but it was... It was fun to see them at a distance, and those actors are all great people. And Oh, yeah, they know. are. The other ones I met, you know, uh, quite a few times. But anyway, I digress. So. The, uh, uh, I, I got to interview Katie Sackhoff uh, a couple years ago, um, and, and boy, since then, holy cow, she's, she's everywhere. Yeah. That girl is busy. She, they just, she had, what was that? It was a miniseries. Um, well, not really a miniseries. It was a show that I think was on Netflix or something, but it was about uh, outer space, you know, sci-fi type thing. And it was an interesting thing where it was these astronauts from Earth went to uh, see these, you know, aliens had contact this, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so they went out there, you know, way out in the distance and did this thing. And it was an interesting show. And all of a sudden, this spring, we found out, boom, it's canceled. It's like, really? Netflix is terrible about it's that. It's like, we, I don't know what they're basing it on. As far as I knew, it was, you know, well Well watched, received, yeah. But it was just, yeah, she got on and texted, you know, on Facebook or whatever. Oh, yeah, thanks for all the watching all the shows, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we're done. And yeah. I'm like, wow, really? Because I was waiting for the next season to come right, out. And right, right. Like, boom. Nope, not going to happen. Oh, but man. she's had a couple of those that were really good. And she's she's built a, a really good career, you know, from Battlestar Galactica to, you know, Longwire, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So she's done some great things. And she's, yeah, I wish wish to heck I'd have been able to meet her because she, I, I, I don't know, I just would have liked to have met her. And, you know, for Star Wars fans out there, she plays uh, a key part in the history of the Mandalorian. That's right. And uh, for those who may not know, you know, that's what Bubba Fett was, uh, is. Uh, and she plays a, a pretty high character in that. And and it started off as uh, one of the computer animated cartoons. And huh. she just voiced it. Well, when this new hit Mandalorian comes out, they just said, you know what? Just come put the helmet on. Play the part that you played. Only now do it live. And she did. And And... She is part of a lot of different sci-fi universe, uh, you know, universes, right. uh, you know. <clears throat> but so she's doing great. Another great actor out of that series that just, he blows my mind with his range. I've seen him play good guys, you know, like aggressive good guys. I've seen him play villains that just terrify you. And that's Zach McLaren. He is oh, yeah. absolutely amazing. Um, he he did this episode of Westworld that I'm pretty sure won him a couple of awards. They he did such a beautiful job. Uh, if you haven't checked out his work, check it out. Uh, these Longmire actors, they're they've, they've done they've, great they've went on. outside yeah. of that. Yeah, and they're all like I said earlier, they're great people. I've met them all, and they're very accommodating to their fans. They're very appreciative. And they, it's good to see that they've gone on, you know, that they weren't stereotyped into, hey, we're going to play right, this. Right, right. They've been able to move on and do other things. So, yeah, yeah, and they weren't, uh, what do they call that, typecast, typecast where they're like, this, this is the type of 
character that you play and that's it. Right. Because even though, you know, Sackhoff, she, she plays a lot of different, uh, in a lot of different sci-fi films, boy, they're night and day, the right. characters that right. I've seen her portray. So anyway, that should be fun. And from what I understand, I think they're looking at getting the actors back this year because the COVID thing is kind of blown over. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but um, we don't know who's going to be there. But hopefully, we'll be able to have more of a "quote unquote" back to normal Longmire and and at all the other events as well this year. So, and you know, I was really glad to see that like the fan base itself really didn't fall off that much Mm-mm. when the show uh, kind of came to an end. Yeah, I thought, well, the show came to an end. Maybe it'll had know, a good run, fuzz out, right. but it didn't. No, no, they are loyal, and they're loyal to the books, and yeah. and I think I think that's what it really is. They're loyal to these books that uh, Craig Johnson keeps putting out, and and this is their opportunity to come, you know, to Buffalo, right. where it, essentially it's all kind of based out of, and meet right. quote unquote, <laughs> you know, all the characters that they read about. I heard interviews with Craig where he said that you know some of the char- well, all of the characters in his book, pretty much are based on people that he knew, whether they're in Buffalo, Sheridan, who knows. But he, and, he, and he's never said who's who. But they're all based on people that he knew. So I think it's great. I agree with you. Uh, and C.J. Box, have you watched that uh, Big Sky series that they have? I haven't on TV? seen that one. That is great, and that's based on his books. So it's neat to see that the entertainment industry is looking at these two local artists and, and taking their books and making, you know, entertaining television and their hits yeah i love it yeah it's great stuff it really is and it's based on these books from these two local authors that i think are great who are probably pulling out little things about us everywhere oh, right <laughs> yeah if there's ever radio guys yeah. on these shows like oh, well, that's us oh, i'm go. gonna take mm-hmm. it i'm gonna take it yep that's right I will. even if it's wrong we're gonna tell people <laughs> that's right that's us <laughs> All right. We better get after this. Now, uh, we we were having a poll question, and uh, I would love to hear what you've got to say. Give us a ring, 674-4443 or 672-5763. We'll take a look at the poll question. Now, uh, before we get into it, a few proposals have come across the meeting table of our American Rescue Plan Act funding committee up here at the uh, Sheridan City Council. Obligations of these funds is still a little far off, uh, but... The discussions continue to revolve around one-time expenditures that would meet the remaining restrictions that are on these funds. We all know that when the feds pass this money down, boy, they had a list of things that we could and could not use it on. But they told us it gets used or it comes home. So we took advantage of it. And one of the projects that has been proposed and discussed so far... uh, Renovation or demolition of the Cook Ford building located at 103 Gould. Now, uh, my apologies to those who took this poll. I did not know that there was more than one Cook Ford building when, when I put this up. You'll have to excuse me on that one. So we did get the address up at the beginning of the week. And I was curious as to what listeners really felt about this issue. It's been tossed back and forth. How much would it cost to create a visitor center? Uh, what would it take to create a parking lot? Do we need more parking? And the result was a little overwhelming. What should happen to the Cook Ford building? There were three choices. Flatten it, create a parking lot. Renovate and create a shared and visitor center. Or undecided. 463 votes 
56% said to flatten it and create some downtown parking. 222 votes, 27% said to renovate the building and create a visitor center. 143 of you said you were undecided. That's 17% of the vote. Now, our poll is mainly set up to create a discussion of something that is going on within our area or maybe something fun. This is uh, something that city council even, from what I've heard, I've heard a rumor that they even looked at our poll this time to see, well, what does the general public feel? And they saw the results. I don't know what that means, but I, that, that came down the pike to me. 56% to flatten it. Now, what would it take to renovate this building? I had never laid eyes on it. Now I have. Well, we've all seen what the outside looks like, but I think right. the problem is... What's the foundation what's, look like? What's the inside look like? And what's involved in it? That's the question. Well, the city had a study done. Mm -hmm. Ah, did they? The assessment and the final report of the building at 103 North Gould. This assessment was prepared for the city of Sheridan by Ariat Design Group. And from what they found, to get everything up... Not not even redesigned, oh. just just bringing it back. Three point eight million dollars. It's a lot of money. This is a pretty thick report as you look through it. There's a lot of problems with this, and one of them is something that uh, they share with the city of Buffalo: abatement. Bomber Mountain Civic Center has been having trouble uh, with abatements, and, and every time they think they're ready to go on that thing, they find something else that they've got to do to it. Uh, that's the old high school over there, right? G um, grade school. Grade school. Uh, they use it as a community center now. Mm -hmm. uh, it's used for, gosh, everything. Okay. Yeah, and they don't use the whole building because of that. They've only done, you know, there's two two or three stories in that building, and I think they only use the, the one floor because of that, you know, because there were problems. And all of these old buildings have electrical issues. I mean, it's just like a house. If you have a house that's 50 years or old or older, you know, the electrical and the plumbing, that stuff doesn't last forever, and it has yeah. to be updated, especially when you're talking a, 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 a public building. That has to be done. Plus, then you've got lead paint. Yep. You know, all of us were sitting around in the 60s taking paint chips and eating them. And, you know, <laughs> it's all lead paint. But, you know, you can't have that in the buildings anymore along with asbestos, you know. And, and whether it's asbestos in the roof, in the ceiling, in the insulation, or, you know, even in tile on the floor or all of it. And that all has to be taken care of. And so you're looking at all these problems with these older buildings, and that's where the money comes in. And then, you're, like you said, foundation problems or cracks in the outside walls or whatever. And all of that stuff has to be taken care of. So, yeah, you're talking how many millions of dollars to renovate this building that really nobody, from what we've seen, you know, I mean, it's not a historical building by no, any means. No. So, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the purpose of, of spending that kind of money to keep it? Yeah. You know, why not? You know, there's a billion things you could do. You don't necessarily have to make a parking lot. And I understand that the city owns that land. But there are, there are options to go through. You could build something there. 
put a building in there. I, who knows? You know, you could do a million different things with that and make it uh, – better for the city of Sheridan and the the community as a whole. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, keeping it or spending that kind of money on a building that really nobody cares about anyway. One of the big ideas that was discussed, you know, even flattening a building is expensive. Right. You know, and and somebody uh, uh proposed, well what if we basically flatten it and then use the material to fill the basement and then just pave over top of it. Boom, we've got our parking lot. But I don't think you can do that when you're talking about asbestos and lead paint. And blah, oh, the, yeah, blah. the abatement would have right. to happen. I mean, I think that's you're going to have to have somebody there anyway. Right. Uh, and, and are you going to get it all out of there? That's, yeah. you know, if you have the materials on site, there's always a possibility that that will be a contaminant at some point in the future mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. That stuff always comes back to haunt you. Uh, it and, seems and, like it, yeah. And I can tell you uh, we had an old armory. Uh, at the time, it was the oldest armory that was still standing in the state of Wyoming over in Star Valley. And uh, due to some procedures that they used to follow there, there was lead in in the ground up there. And so we had to be tested because that was our armory, right. you know. And, and the, it, they no longer use it. It is gone now. Uh, they've got a beautiful new armory over there. But uh, back when I was in, back in the day, we had to be tested for lead that was in the ground that somebody just found during one of their surveys, and they didn't even know it was there. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, my goodness, now we got this whole issue that three we've got to deal with, you know. Three minutes. And, uh, and we've got to get, get rid of it. So they completely leveled the place. They abated everything, and they moved the entire location of the armory. Uh, we got a caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Lines. Uh, good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, uh, dealing with lead and, and what, like, uh, the, the safety issues, that's going to just be an ongoing thing for eternity. There is so much infrastructure that has lead in it. I'm like, we're still dealing with lead in our water system. So going beyond that with spending more money, uh, let's start with what we have. Um, really, I wanted to call because there was a, a lot of news starting with the, the Hunter Biden laptop and the concerns of, with the dealings in Ukraine with the Bidens. And another uh, deal that's really important is the uh, trucker convoy. A good part of them are going to California right now because they've got some state bills that are coming up. And these deal with uh, COVID because everything deals with COVID still. And uh, the one that really stuck out, there's 10 bills. I can go through each state bill. But uh, look up the the bills in California that they're fixing on voting on here shortly. Uh, The one is going to allow 12-year-old kids to make medical decisions without parental authority. Uh, Another one dealt with uh, police officers were not, were liable to lose funding if they weren't following state health recommendations. Another bill dealt with tracking systems uh, for everybody to get involved in the biodigital so the technocracy is coming, um, and it's right here in our country. 
All right. Well, if you want to look up those bills, sounds like there's ten of them. Uh, yeah, I don't know about uh, any of it. That's California. Who knows what California well, is? Well, it's that's America. Why I, that's why I don't it's live America. in California. It's America, and that's why the convoy's still rolling. So let's uh, let's be aware that things are in motion, and uh, to have a 12-year-old be able to make medical decisions without parental consent. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. I, I wouldn't say that uh, the 12-year-old is uh, knowledgeable enough to actually be able to make those kinds of choices. Um, but, uh, again, also, that's uh, why I don't live in California. Of, it was also mandates of vaccine, vaccinations to be mandatory. This is the COVID-1984 vaccine uh, to be – it must be – administered for children to go to school so it's there's there's now now, there's a there's a lot of vaccines that have to be administered to children before they go to school this is nothing new why why do you act like this this is something that's brand new you gotta have it administered four times again why now this it's not what it's supposed to be is that your issue it's not what it's supposed to be it, it, it's it's not if the ineffectiveness of it wanes or the effectiveness of it wanes after three months. I, I think your tetanus yeah, shot it, only it, lasts it, for about it, five years. Right. Well, you we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. And we're making mandates on, you know, something that hasn't been proven and is proven to be ineffective to people. Well, I will say that, uh, you know, mandating vaccinations uh, to children, soldiers, uh, and I do understand that that is quite a difference there. But uh, it's it's government agency. If you're going to go to government agency, then they're the ones that get to set the rules. You elect this government. We elect this government. If you don't like the way it's going, that is why... Emails are provided. Contact numbers are provided. Call your representation. Let them know. This is the stuff that Senator Biden and Senator Lummis will take to the Senate floor. You may not think that it makes a difference, but it does. Contact them. Let them know what you think about this stuff. That is how we create the change that we would like to see in our country. I got to take a quick commercial break. You're listening to the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Share. Plug into Jackson Electric and feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation, wiring at home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing service. Call Jackson Electric, and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. The following message is presented by Century 21 BHJ, 101 South Main. 
Spring is almost here, and your local foster grandparent program is looking for seniors age 55 and up who want to help children grow in local classrooms. Benefits include tax-free volunteer stipends, paid holidays and sick time, and lots of love and appreciation from local children. To learn more or apply, call us at 223-1051. That's 223-1051. Are you a business owner and you need help getting your company's message out on smartphones, computers, and tablets? Hi, this is Bob Grammons, General Manager of Sheridan Media. For over two years, we've successfully helped many small businesses with their digital marketing. Don't be intimidated. We'll walk you through each step without any production fees or minimum contracts. We're truly a one-stop marketing shop. Digital, radio, and print. Discover all of our marketing products by clicking on the advertising tab on sharedamedia.com or email sales at sharedamedia.com. We're getting ready to tee it up. The grass is greening up and things are happening at Kendrick Golf Course. Kendrick looks to be in great shape and the clubhouse is prepped and ready for use. While there are a lot of new things happening, rates are still extremely reasonable, making Kendrick Golf Course Sheridan's best golf value. Whether you're an avid golfer or someone just picking up the game, Kendrick is a perfect place for you. Play this season at Kendrick Golf Course. Volunteers of America is excited to announce the Empty Bowl event is back. Join us at the Sheridan Fairgrounds on April 28th from 5 to 6.30 for great soups, live music, and family-friendly fun. Your ticket purchase provides important services for our neighbors in need. Tickets are available now online at voanr.org backslash empty ball. This event is supported in part by Sheridan Media. Good morning and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting and I'm here with my friends Aaron Palmer and Stephen Schreffler. We are your open line guys. Give us a ring, 674-4443 or 672-5763. This morning we're talking about what should happen to the Cook Ford building located at 103 North Gould. That was the plan, and we've gone off. Oh, yeah, that, that's usually tangents. how it goes, brother. That's how it goes. <laughs> All right. That's what we're supposed to be talking Now, I've got uh, another caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Yes, good morning. Um, I'd like to make a remark about the Senate File 106, the Stable Token Act, but it's just a brief remark. Now, then, now hang on, Vicki. Did you yeah. know that that's been vetoed? Yes, and that's what I wanted to make remark to, and it's very brief, very brief. But I do want to ask a question regarding your public poll question of the week. So if I could go ahead, what I've got here is the letter to Edward Buchanan, Secretary of State, sent by the governor, and it is referencing the Wyoming Stable Token Act, the one he vetoed. He goes on in here, and I'm going to only quote two of the sentences in here. It's a two-page letter. Referencing it, he said the Stable Token Act, unfortunately, this idea emerged before there was enough time to provide even the most basic fiscal note describing the potential impacts of the act. As it is, there is not much more to recommend it than the intoxication of being first mover with an opportunity and peril that this implies. 
I suppose the same quandary presented itself to early aviators. And, you know, it's going to go to the um, Management Council for uh, Blockchain Interim Committee Study. So it was vetoed. But the opportunity exists for those who want to promote it to do so through that uh, blockchain group. And uh, of those eight members of that group in the legislature, um, five of them are uh, crypto uh, promoters. So they're going to have plenty of voice to re-chew this, if they will. And then if I could move on, I'm thinking, gentlemen, that that Cook Ford building so referred to, I have two questions on that. One, how many parking spaces could one get from that building if it were demolished? I know it includes a fairly large lot. So how many parking spaces? But secondly, didn't the city buy that building for somewhere close to a million dollars? They didn't get it free. That was no gift. How much did the city pay for the building? And then if you add on top of that, three million to renovate it, and it is questionable how many people would flood in there if it was a visitor center, if you follow me, whereas parking is hard to come by downtown. So that's my remark and my question. How much did the city pay for the building? Thank you. Thank you. All right. So Good I, question. I, yeah, it is. Uh, those were great questions. I, I actually don't know how much the city no. paid for that. Uh, I'll have to do a little more research. If on somebody the out there knows, give us a call. Yeah, give us a and, ring. You know, as far as the the amount of parking spaces, yeah, no clue. Yeah, I don't know how much they could get out of that. Would you diangle it? Would you would you go straight? I mean, there's a lot of different ways yeah. to lay out a parking lot. I think that lot, once you get the buildings off there, is probably going to be equivalent to the downtown parking that's like right that next one to that's yeah i know the, what you're the talking theater about down mm-hmm. there i think it would be roughly that but will it have the same amount of parking spaces i really don't know but they have floated um according to the the report that uh there are other things that they could do they talked about may, maybe making uh, business office space out of it blah 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 but again that goes back to renovating the building which is millions of dollars as opposed to, you know, a few hundred thousand to just demolish it and and figure out what to do with it. And the other thing they could do is just demolish it and then see what happens. They don't necessarily have to make a parking lot out of it. They could use it as that until something else turns up later on. Maybe a contractor shows up and says, hey, I want that chunk of property and buys it back from the city or whatever the case may be. There are other options, but at this point you're looking at it's an either and as far as Renovate the building for many millions or demolish it for way less. And, you know, I was talking to uh, Councilman Aaron Linden yesterday, and there are some great ideas uh, that are being proposed as they were walking through this building and looking at it. One of those ideas uh, is we only keep half the building. Mm. The part that is the garage, they level out, and they make like a bus parking lot. And then as these buses come in with their passengers, the passengers are let out. This is like – it's it's kind of like a, uh, a traveler's slash visitor's slash bus stop. There's bathrooms there for them. Maybe there's a business or two inside there, and the buses don't have to – 
figure out how the heck they're going to turn around because the parking lot would provide an in and an out. Everyone's let out. They can they can use the restrooms. They can get stretched. They can explore downtown. They can spend a little bit of money, and then jump back on the buses and head out. Another kind of, kind yeah. of like a Greyhound, but yeah. I don't, what is the bus service that gets? Well, I don't, it, I don't. I don't exactly. Know. I don't think that they were really referring to say like your average everyday. I'm taking a bus to get from A to B. I think they're looking more at like those Bus great tours. tours. I get yeah. So, so the, these people this are group paying of to Japanese get here. tourists show right. up. Right. Okay, I get Right. It. Like when I was a little kid, I can remember uh just busloads of great, you know, visitors from all over the world coming mm. into Star Valley, you know, into Afton. And and they would take photos of uh the great big Elkhorn Arch that they've got going over that four lane highway. Oh, that whole area over oh, it's beautiful. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean I grew up in a great place, uh and, and I live in a great place now. I just, mm. I got too used to the mountains, man. I can't I can't do the flatlander thing. No. I I can't it's not in me. Another great idea that was proposed and they haven't you know, I'm I'm hesitant to speak on this just because a lot of this hasn't been come to any type of discussion phase yet. It was just ideas, and I, I, I don't want to put anything out there that uh, isn't going to happen. So take all of this with a grain of salt, yeah, guys. Yeah, people they are talking made, about it. They're talking There's about no it. decisions been made. Gotcha. YDOT has got this great project coming up. It's, it's going to be a little disturbing to businesses, but they're trying to work around that because the end product is Main Street. Going in there, uh, everybody knows about this project that's coming up. But as of right now, they don't really have a close staging area to get that done. So with great partnerships between the city and YDOT, could uh, – and, and this idea was just kind of tossed out there again – could the city work with YDOT? YDOT helps to fund bring down the building – pave over the property, YDOT then is has that area to stage for the entire project, Main Street Main project. project, and then afterwards they just turn it over to the city. Sure. That's not a bad idea. I mean, no. it saves money on both sides because otherwise, where is YDOT going to stage all this equipment? Oh, yeah. I mean, Outside there's pipes, town. there's conduit, there's there's heavy equipment. There's There's a lot of stuff that they've got to do. And everyone knows the price of fuel right now isn't exactly cheap. And everyone's projects, you know, they're all going along with this 8% inflation rate. So everyone's looking to try and save what they can. Partnerships help save money on both sides. And so if this idea is something that could go to fruition, I think it's, it, that may be a great avenue to get everything done. Everybody wins out of that. You know, at, at least from what I can see, I'm sure there's an engineer or someone out there who's like, ah, you got to think about this that I'm not thinking about, but right. I'm not paid to think about that. <laughs> you know? So, but the, the way I see it, everyone will benefit uh, out of something like that. Somebody and, will turn up and go, well, you know, oh, if I'm stage it back there, then we're going to have to run up to <laughs> Grinnell Plaza or blah, right. blah, blah. You know, well, okay. Sure. We're, but I mean, how hard, how difficult is it to stage all that equipment, all that material? And then have to just drive it back and forth for the entire project. We save a little bit of money here on both YDOT and the city's uh, finances? Maybe. And if we could, that's a pretty good option. They're going to have asphalt anyway. They might as well just use it. 
Is that coming up in 2024 or 23? The Main Street project? Yeah. I'm not totally sure, and I don't want to speak out of turn. Okay. I would have to look know, that up to be absolutely I, I sure. I would, too. I know Buffalo's Main Street's going to get the same right, treatment, right. but that's in 2024. So I was thinking it's probably not going to be the same year. Now, <clears throat> has uh, they had a meeting not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's that being received over there? Same way it is here, you know, the downtown uh, merchants are kind of, eh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they know it's got to be done. So they're also looking at ways that they can uh, affect the downtown businesses the least yeah. out of this. And they're not going to do, you know, they're going to do the same thing they're going to do here. They'll do half of one side and then open the other half. So there will be, you know, and I'm sure you're going to have to, at least in but here, you've got two lanes. So you can have half of downtown Main Street shut down and still be able to go, you know, north and south with it or whatever it is. Now, Buffalo, it's two lanes. So they may have to have it shut down to have all the traffic go, which all the traffic, you know, there's not a yeah. whole lot. <laughs> well, in the but summer, that, that place does true. get pretty That's busy. That's true. But so they may have to shut it down and go all south and then shut it down again and then go all north. Yeah. But they're going to do whatever they can to lessen the impacts on the yeah. downtown businesses. And it's, I'm sure it's going to take most of the summer, spring and summer, to get that taken care of just for the the scope of what they're doing. And they're going from way up north in the, I think it's in the interchange up by uh, uh, Main Street and, and I-90, clear to the south in Main oh, wow. Street and 90, or at least in that area. A couple of bridges are going to get, I don't know if they're going to get replaced, but they're going to get a major, you know, facelift. facelift. Get it, get a little bit of attention. Those, right. Uh, so there's a, a pretty good scope there. So that's why I was asking, just curious, because yeah. I, I didn't think that YDOT would doing would be doing Buffalo and Sheridan in the same year. No, no, I, I don't see that either. Uh, even if they, even if they go with different contract companies to right. to help out with that, they're still going to have to oversee yeah. it. And I just think that it'd be two major projects in the same area. Which, yeah, it would really kind of be a kick to the gut for a lot of our business owners around here, you know. Uh, We've got a caller. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Yes. uh, Good morning and another beautiful day in Sheridan County. Certainly is, sir. Several years ago, I had a tour bus that was booked in here to uh, show up right at the rodeo parade time and everything else. And uh, so uh, the day before, I went down put some cones out down by that old cook Ford building so that it would save a spot for the bus. The thing was that they got held up in some road construction, uh, over there in the mountain. They didn't get down. They called when they were in Ranchester and I said, yeah, he should have been here earlier, but, uh, it took them longer to negotiate getting from, the Sheridan Inn down to the parking place than it did to drive from Ranchester. <laughs> it was, uh, so if they have bus parking down there, um, especially during a crowded time, um, I don't know what the answer is for negotiating the traffic, but it uh, uh, would certainly be nice to work out something with the police department or something because uh, that gets rather filled up, and people start parking the day before down there so that they 
will have a, you know not have to walk too far to to leave the parade site. And wow! Just during that time, you know. Yeah, yeah. But if you've ever been out there by uh, the uh, Taco Bell and everything around lunchtime, you'll see the tour buses parked out in the Walmart parking lot. Uh, and Sheridan is merely a lunch stop on the way to Yellowstone. It should be interesting to touch base with the tour companies. If you get bus parking down there uh, to park downtown, and these people could get off and and um, go through some of the shops and stuff like that's that. That's right. And, that's right. You 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 know, if one car takes up one's parking space, it's usually one person that's shopping. Okay, you get a bus, you get you know thirty many? people. Shopping. Yeah. How many people? Yes, and uh, I think that would be, you know, it might not be a huge impact, but it certainly would help, and it couldn't hurt anything. I, I agree so, with you on that, and that's an excellent point uh, mm-hmm. about the traffic. That could end up being a bit of a problem as things start to get a little congested. Uh, even I have felt that, you know, in the middle of summer during events, it does get a little tight down there, and if you're driving a bus, that would be, uh, ugh, that'd be a nightmare. Well, actually, actually, I had to stand out in the street down there on the corner, and and direct cars and and stop them to allow the bus to be able to turn in there. You know, but that was, but uh, the advantage to some of our small businesses downtown. I mean, I, could you imagine having two, maybe three tour buses? Pull in in a week? You know, I don't know I how they that, go through, but let's say it, w- what happens in a day? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a couple really busy lunchtimes there, and a busy lunchtime can mean a lot for a little restaurant. Yeah, uh, uh, and our uh, tourism guy uh, should probably uh, make it a point to go down there and and uh, find out whose tour companies, or maybe he has that information. I don't know. I haven't talked to Sean about that, but um, let them know that they do have this option when it becomes available. And I, I think that would be a boon for downtown. Yeah, I agree. Summer. Yeah, I think it would too. Plus, and you know, even the winter time. Yeah, and 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 these people mm-hmm. who take these tours, you know, maybe they're. Individuals who like to take the bus tours every year, and so they, mm-hmm. they want to come back. Or maybe they, they're like, you know what? We had stopped up at the big parking lot and at, at this superstore every year, but then all of a sudden, they took me downtown. I'd never been downtown. Now you've got someone who's suggesting Sheridan to their friends who's saying you should see that downtown. You should get down there and check it out. Now you've got word of mouth going out from how many separate people per year. I mean, this is it. It could really be a benefit. So I, maybe I think it would be. So maybe the idea of the visitor center parking lot isn't a bad idea. So we 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 flatten the entire thing, but we set it up so we can at least get two buses in there along mm-hmm. with other yep. downtown regular folk parking. I think that could that there's another option. After that it all depends on how you paint the lines, really. <laughs> you know, let's get Yeah. The only problem Every time I, I 
Go ahead. Every time I have people here from uh, out of state and everything, I make it a point to try to get through town and 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 show them that. And they're uh, they really the first place we meet is the Silver Spur Cafe, and uh, they're just you know the place has a little ambience. It's a, it's a lot of cowboys in there and everything else, and they really they really eat that up, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, I grew yeah. up in places like that. My <laughs> back in the day, before there was electronic uh, communication, and mm. and you could just shoot a text to somebody. My dad would load me up in the pickup truck. We'd we'd drive up to our Silver Spur over in uh, in Afton, and the Cowboys would be in there having coffee. Even by the time we got there, you trade rumor, you talk about weather, you talk about the conditions coming up. I mean, that was your hub of information. Back in the day, it was a coffee shop, and yep. <laughs> what a great place! You know, uh, uh, I, I think with the other forms of communication that we've kind of gotten, we we tend to drift a little bit away from certain things, and and that's one of the traditions that I feel that we we've started to lose. Even growing mm-hmm. up, you know, we you used to go get coffee all the time. People we eat did that. that stuff up, and they when I take them down through town before we head on out for to look at the uh, uh, historical sites, the battle sites, and everything there, they uh, really appreciate the sculpture and everything else that's uh, along the street, and um, they're, they're never um, ever neglect to make positive comments about how nice Sheridan is. It's beautiful down there. So you were saying something, brother? Well, I was just going to say the same thing in Buffalo. We had the old Husky truck stop there in Buffalo forever, and Dad and I go out there and hang out with you know all the truckers and ranchers and blah 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 that were in there, and and then a lot of first dates. You know, like he'd go get biscuits and gravy <laughs> right or go on. get yeah. pie and coffee. Yeah. At, you know, ten o'clock after you'd gone out and done who knows what. And so yeah, same thing. You go in there and you'd run into a million people that you knew and sit down and talk about everything. And that was kind of the social center of town for a lot of people. And it was kind of a cool thing. I miss that, you know. It's, yeah. It's nice to be able to, Sheridan still has a couple of places where you can do that. But Buffalo really doesn't. Not a sit-down, you know, like cafe, cafe, coffee cafe, shop. Right, That's sad, yeah. And uh, it, it's kind of a, it's missed. It is. And and you don't even really think about it until you think about all those great memories yeah. that you had in those little places, you yeah. know. But uh, I've got another caller. Thank you for your call this right, morning. Thank uh, you. Now, I've only got about one minute left, caller. Uh, fire away. That's okay. Short and sweet. Uh, uh, one thing to think about on that Cook Ford place would be one of the big issues downtown in the parking is employees parking. The, 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 Great the businesses don't offer much of parking, so maybe a guy could designate part of that as a Employee, yeah, for people that work downtown. Great point. Even charge them a monthly fee, uh, and you're gonna when you get rid of that problem, you're gonna open up even more parking spots downtown for the people coming to shop. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Then they've got some place they can go, and maybe you know I park downtown. I pay a little bit of a fee. I go to my shop where I work, and now the parking spot in front or Three directly behind the shop, completely open. Also, another thing the city might consider is let's do a two or three level parking garage 
down there on that spot and charge people to park there like they do in cities. Really stress it out, stretch yeah. it out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Aaron, Steve, thank you both so much, guys. I greatly appreciate you coming in. And uh, you've been listening to the Jackson Electric Open Line on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Share it. From the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, experience, and reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or equipment. Jackson Electric expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. This is Alicia Cox with Harker Mellinger, LLC. Since 1983, Harker Mellinger has been a leading accounting firm in Sheridan. We are here to help you succeed in your business and provide services which are customized to meet your financial needs and allows you to spend more time managing your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions, 672-0785 in Sheridan. Harker Mellinger, our focus is where you're going, not where you've been. We hate unnecessary fees. At First Federal Bank and Trust, we offer local cash management services to save you time and money. We're here to help local businesses succeed, not make money from fees. Costs are on the rise, and just like shopping for insurance, your current cash management services could use a review. Contact Kim Wells and learn how First Federal's business products and services benefit you. First Federal Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is Gaston. We invite you to the Bighorn High School production of Beauty and the Beast. April 1st through April 8th at Bighorn High School. purchased at bighorndrama.com and at the door. Come enjoy this classic love story like you've never seen before, starring me. Gaston, please.